man of God. And praise the Lord, everybody. What a great move of God we had Sunday and removing the spirit of fear. And nothing like torment and taunting, terrorizing, threatening spirits being replaced by faith in the Almighty God and causing devils to tremble. And I'm thankful to be here with you tonight. Give honor to Pastor Kyle, who I love dearly, respect highly, and uh, and it's great, great honor to be with you tonight. I feel, you know, when when a when a devil is cast out, whether it's out of a home or a person, or as thousands were out of here on Sunday, it's a very strategic time in either a church's existence or a family's home or a a person's life to be very strategic at that moment because when devils leave, if you just say, well, thank you, Jesus, I'm free from fear and I move on, the house is vacant. And the Bible says when the house is vacant, seven other spirits worse than that can come in. So you don't want to just cast out fear and say we're good from fear. You want to replace fear with faith immediately. So I feel it's very strategic tonight that we step into the faith that God has for us to replace the fear we've been living in. And we're going to see the miracles of God start talking tonight and moving among us starting tonight. I believe this church is entering a season of the miraculous and a season of answered prayers starting tonight. I believe this church is entering a season of answered prayers where miracles are going to replace fear and worry and doubt. I can feel the Holy Ghost like a fire up here. Someone ought to get loud and let hell hear you. Something's about to break in your house. Something's about to break in your child's life. There's an answer on the way. Angels are hovering near you. Somebody praise the Lord and get God's attention. Needs are going to be met tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Mm. Psalm 142, verse 1, Philippians 4, 6, 1 Timothy 2, 1. Psalm 142, 1, Philippians 4, 6, 1 Timothy 2, 1. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. With my voice unto the Lord did I make my supplication. Philippians 4, verse 6. Be careful for nothing. In the Greek, that means have anxiety about nothing. Anxiety is one of the definitions of fear. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. And I feel to preach tonight from the subject, when your need gets its voice. When your need gets its voice. I think there's been some silent prayers that are about to get loud. I think there's been some silent hopes that are about to become very vocal faith releases in the atmosphere. Uh, I promise you we're going somewhere. I know hell's worried about it too. 
I release the gift of faith right now in this atmosphere on every man, every woman, every boy and girl to pray a bigger prayer, dream a greater dream, fast a longer fast. I release faith in the atmosphere for a miracle that they've never expected to arrive. Things will not go wrong this time. Things are going to go right. I release all kind of positive atmospheres in people's homes. I curse negativity. I curse bitterness. I curse fear and worry and doubt and panic. And I release faith in Jesus' name. Let there be life and let there be light in Jesus' name. Would you clap your hands to the King of Kings like the angels do with their wings? I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. You may be seated. Four types of praying we just read about in the New Testament. Prayers, supplications, intercessions, giving of thanks. Verbal being, the old prophet said there are four channels of prayer. And he said those channels, you can guarantee a breakthrough if you get on one of them each day because God is connected to one of them in your life every day. And it's like, a, he said, like a CB radio that a trucker would have if he's on the same channel with other truckers, he can communicate with those truckers. If he's on a different channel, he can't hear anything from them at all. But if he gets on the right channel with them, there can be communication. This is how the four channels of prayer work. And if you get in one channel and you're not getting a breakthrough, just switch channels and go to the other one until you find the vein that God is moving in in your house that day, and you'll get a breakthrough. I get sick and tired of hearing people say, well, I would pray, but I just can't, I just get bored, I just fall asleep. You need to change the channel and move into a different dimension of praying, and you will get a breakthrough. Let me just talk about the four channels. We'll get going here. The first, the first channel is prayer. Prayer is simply a dialogue between you and God. It's where you are talking to God. Uh, it's, 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 it's very unemotional. It's, it's when you are basically maybe in your car, in the house, you just randomly start talking to God when no one's around. You just tell him a certain need or a certain situation in your life. And, and a lot of times it's very unemotional. It can get emotional after a while. But a prayer is just a simple conversation like you'd have with a friend. When you are in the channel of prayer, you are just talking to God. Uh, very, very, uh, usually you're not screaming, you're not boisterous, you're, he, you know he's right there and you're just talking to him. I love you, Jesus. Thank you for being with my family today. That's it. You're, you're in a channel of prayer. You're loving him. And there's the channel of, of supplication, which I'm going to deal more with tonight. But supplication is uh, where you're praying about your needs unto the Lord, and, and it's very intense. There's a channel of intercession, which is the deepest channel of prayer, where you are completely focused in the Spirit, and God takes over your body, and now the Spirit of the Lord is praying through you, and you don't control where the prayer meeting goes. God might have you praying in India or Africa, Chicago or L.A., but you are praying the will of God for someone's life. I wish I had another service to go into that, but it's the power of intercession is so world-changing. When you get into that, you are doing something in the Spirit. Someone's getting a need met when you tap into that channel. And so if you're getting bored praying about yourself all the time, and I challenge you to start praying for people that are suffering and hurting. And the, look, by the way, I'm getting off my stuff, but the quickest way to tap into intercession is to pray about things that trouble you. 
What kind of situations, if I brought up this kind of subject, would stir you and bother you? Or maybe a child being hurt or someone being kidnapped or, situ- or a family member. That, that's how you tap in. You begin to grieve in the spirit. That get, gets you into intercession when you're praying for it. Then there's the channel of thanksgiving, which, by the way, is the most untapped channel of prayer. A lot of us know how to ask God for everything but never thank him very much. We, uh, that was cute, three of us, but I promise you there's more, that we have a lot of people that know how to ask God for every need that they have, and when as soon as he gives them the answer, they forget the miracle five minutes later, and they're begging him the next day, where's the bread, where's the answer, where's the money, where's the provision? The, the provision would show up a lot faster if I thank him for what he did yesterday. Oh, that's okay, I, I'm telling you the truth. I, a spirit of thanksgiving that would baptize somebody would take them into seeing things they've never seen. Sometimes God says no because he knows you haven't thanked me for what I said yes to. And if you'd start being thankful for what I've been doing for you, I'd want to give you more stuff. But we've got a selfish spirit sometimes. We forget what he's done. These are the four channels of prayer. Prayer, supplication, intercession, and thanksgiving. And so when you're praying, you're going to be in one of these four generally. And when you get in one of these and you start to feel God and breakthrough, that's where God wants you at that day in prayer. I just gave you a key to your prayer life right there that will help you pray longer, get connected, go deeper, hear the voice of God, get connected to what the Lord's doing. These are the four channels of prayer. One of those channels is supplication. And supplications means needs. And so when you bring, when you hear that word, pray with supplication, you're bringing your need unto the Lord. That word supplication is deasis in the Greek, which means a need. It's found in different verses, uh, the word deasis, or the Greek word deasis, to, to describe prayer. Luke 1, 13, the angel told Zechariah, fear not, Zechariah, for thy prayer, or thy deasis, or thy need prayer, thy supplication has been heard. In Luke 2, 37, the Bible said Anna served God with prayers and fastings. That word prayers right there is deasis, or supplication where she prayed about needs for people. 84 years, Anna, Anna prayed all the time for people. The greatest example is James 5, 16 where the Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. That word prayer is deasis or supplication. The effectual fervent need praying of a righteous man availeth much. So when someone starts to pray about a need and they're thankful for what God's already done, they can begin to request God to do something now. He said, be careful for nothing, but with everything with prayer, supplication, and thanksgiving. So come talk to me, then thank me for what I've done, then ask me what you want me to do, then I'll release to you what you need. I may help someone right now. If we only come and ask him, we're not going to get the answer. But if I come to love on him and tell him I've got to be in your presence, whether you answer me or not, then I thank you for what he's doing and how he's been there, how he saved me, how he healed me, how he delivered me. Then I can say, now, can you take care of this situation? It's called prayer, thanksgiving, and supplication. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. 
Somebody ought to thank the Lord right now. Devils get nervous when you get keys that unlock doors to answers in your life. And some of you are very close to a door opening that you've been wondering, how do I get in there? Every time I try, I get locked out. I just gave you a key. If you'll start praying and thanking him, you can tap into supplication that unlocks the door. God is drawn, like he said earlier, that word drawn has been burning in my spirit for two days now. He's drawn to needs. We're drawn to personalities and, and people with influence and people with character and all different things attract people. But God is attracted to needs. God is attracted to someone that's in trouble, that has a need only he can fix. It's, it's not a need if your spouse can fix it. It's not a need if your boss can give you the money. It's not a need if someone you know has the answer. A need means only God can come through in this situation. That's why I don't pray to you in supplication because you can't answer my needs. But every time I have a need, I can go to God in prayer. And that same God that moved Sunday and cast out the devils is the same one who can answer my prayer and provide my need. Last time I checked, he's still Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The Bible says, my God shall supply all my needs. So for it to be a need, it has to be something only he can fix. Now, he might use a human to provide the answer, but I, the, the reason why it's him, that's that it's only him that can get the glory. So because, because it's a need and a human comes through and gives me the answer, I'm not going to praise the human. I'm going to praise God. Because if I praise you for God using you for something that he did, I'm elevating you you now the next time I have a need to come through for me. But I can't praise you because I know you came through yesterday, but I can't trust you'll come through tomorrow. But I know some shataya, someone that I can praise, and he might use you, and I'll thank you, but I'm going to praise him because he's the one that meets the need. <laughs> but the need that you have right now in your house, in your body, in your finances, in your marriage, in your life, the need, and there are several needs in here, the need does nothing if it's silent. There are people in this city, we don't have to leave this town, we don't have to leave this parking lot probably, there are people out in that parking lot that have needs right now that will not be answered tonight because they take the need and they don't transfer it and turn it into a supplication. It stays a need. And people with needs that never pray say things like, well, God knows where I am. And God knows what I need. And, and God, if he wants to come through, he'll come through. And what you're saying is I'm taking all responsibility of me out of the situation. And if God wants me to have it, he'll let me have it. And I believe you're supposed to trust God like that. But I do not believe that God shows us a channel of prayer called supplication, which is need praying. And I do not believe God, who's a 
attracted to needs wants me to be silent in the time of need. Uh, some of you might think he does, but let's just see. They, they had the need, if it gets a voice, now transfers and becomes supplication. It's supplication is a need that's talking. It's a need that's screaming. It's a need that's saying, can you see me, Jesus? Can you heal me right now? That's supplication, reaching with your need and giving it a voice beyond the atmosphere. I know my mom can't fix it. I know my spouse can't fix it. So I'm going to take this need that's burning in me and causing me anxiety and get it out of my spirit and give it to him. Why? It's why he said be careful for nothing because it's human nature to take needs and keep them right here and have anxiety and panic and stress and live worried. Is the money going to come through? Is the tumor going to go away? Is God going to come through in the marriage? And you're living in anxiety. He said get that need a voice and let that need start to talk to me and get it out of your chest. Get it out of your spirit and release it to me. Remember in that storm when they saw him walking on the water and the Bible said he would have passed them by? I believe drowning in a storm is a pretty big need. He's walking toward them. They could have said, well, here he comes, we're good. But the word said he would have walked right by them. Because the need without a voice does nothing for your God. The need without desperation saying you can chill all you want to on Wednesday. I need an answer from God tonight. The need without that mentality remains a need on Thursday and Friday, Saturday in 2019 and 2026 and 2040. But let me tell you, if you can break that pride down and say, God, I've got to tell you something. I've got to tell you something. This has been driving me crazy. I've been trying to think my way out of it, ponder my way out of it, develop my way out of it. I need to pray my way out of it and see what you can do. Supplication in your Bible is the voice of a need. If you don't believe me, then you just need to go to Psalm 28.2, Psalm 28.6, Psalm 31.22, Psalm 86.6, Psalm 116 verse 1, Psalm 130 verse 2, and Psalm 140 verse 6. And you'll find this statement, the voice of my supplications. He heard the voice of my supplications, the supplications of my voice, my voice and its supplications, the voice of my supplications. In other words, there's something that David had a hold of. He said, there's something about knowing that my God is a God that answers the need when it starts getting loud. My God will let me sit in a cave and pout all my life. But if I start opening my mouth and asking for help, 
If I start saying, Jesus, I can't fix this on my own, but I know you can. Here are the details. Here's the specific detail. You, God loves it when you get specific. God loves it when you say, we need this dollar and this cent to show up because he is a God that can provide to the very penny. Some of you are staring at me like you don't believe God's a provider. I know he can provide to the very penny that you need. He can meet the need tonight. Nudge your neighbor and tell him nothing happens until you speak. Until you pray. Until you voice it. Release it to God. Esther chapter 4, verse number 8. Esther chapter 4, verse number 8. Now Haman has just released a decree of death. And the Bible says he's convinced the king to, to sign the law. And Esther is here with her people. And the Bible said also he gave him a copy of the writing of the decree that was given to Shushan to destroy them, to show it unto Esther. Mordecai, her cousin, is bringing her this law, this decree, and to declare it unto her and to charge her that she should go into the king to make, y'all can't read that, supplication unto him and to make request before him for her people. Here's the deal. We've been cursed to die, Esther. We've got a need, but we have no voice. We've got a situation, but no one's going to go to the king for us. And Esther, you could get killed if you go in. And that's that fear right there. Oh, the king could kill you if you don't invite it. He's got so much power, he can hold the scepter back and you're dead. And Esther said, if I perish, I perish. But when I've just been nominated as the voice of the need of my people, I will die screaming and I will not sit silently. We've got too many apostolic Pentecostals in desperate need of a miracle that are sitting silent, chilling through Wednesday night, chilling through Sunday, week after week, month after month, year after year, and the devil's taking more territory in their marriage, in their kid's life, in their health, in their job, in their money, and they say, I'm I'm okay. I'll just patty cake my way through it. I'm all right. And they're fooling you, but they're not fooling Jesus. They need to get an Esther mentality. If I perish, I perish. But something about to break up in here. I'm going to get God's attention one way or another. I will lift up my voice and do something until something Somebody get loud. Let hell hear you get loud. Release that faith to God. It was her voice that brought the miracle. Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 and verse 8. They're all in bondage. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction. I've seen the need of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry for reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse number 8 said, I have come down to deliver them. He didn't say, I saw the affliction, and I've come down to deliver them. I saw the problem, and I came down, because that's what people expect God to do. Well, come on, God, if you're God, take care of it. If you're really God, intervene. You know where it's at. But he said, I saw the need, but then I heard the voices. 
Let me give you a little secret here with God. He can only ignore you so long. If you keep staying desperate and you keep reaching and you keep searching and you keep bringing prayer, thanksgiving, and supplication as a package to him of incense before his throne, he can only say no so long. He's attracted to the need, but the voice gets his heart. Bartimaeus' blindness didn't stop Jesus, his voice did. His being blind didn't stop God at all. But that voice that said, I can't see him, but I'm going to yell. I don't know if he's anywhere near me, but I'm going to scream. I don't know if he's even caring. If he's rolling his eyes and he's walking, he might be completely ignoring me. But because I've got a voice, I'm going to lift up my knee. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible said Jesus stopped and commanded him to be called. How desperate would you get to stop God in his tracks? What would you scream to get God's attention? What would you pray? They said, I can't take it anymore. I've got to have a miracle from God. And some of you young people were at the Florida youth camp a few weeks ago. And that, and that one service, we, we were getting an intercession. Remember that? We just started going. There was a young guy from, from Gainesville there. He was 17. His name was Nathan. And he had some kind of crippling disease that he'd been diagnosed with. It paralyzes all your muscles until it gets to your heart and paralyzes your heart. And he'd been diagnosed, I found out later, four months ago. And when they brought him in, it took two, I don't know if it was maybe some of you guys, but they brought him in and they, they, they were dragging him. His arms were draped over two guys. And they were just dragging him, and his legs were dragging. And he sat behind me and my wife, and I sat in the back uh, most of the service until it was time to go preach. And he was back there, and and, uh, and he, he was sitting there, it was so p- pitiful. When they said they let him go into the chair, he just fall over, and, and they pushed him back up. And then when we started getting an intercession, the young guys started getting him, and they started trying to walk with him back and forth. And he would just drag his legs. They were walking back and forth. He was just dragging him. And he told me this the next night. He said, when they sat me down, I put my head in my hands. And I said, I can't do this anymore. I did, it took everything I had to get to this service tonight. And I know you know I have a need, God. And he said, God spoke to me, preacher. I said, what did he say? He said, jump. He said, but if I jump, I'll fall. And he said, God spoke back and said, if you jump, I'll catch you. And he said, with everything in me, I flung my body in the air and expecting to go straight forward on the ground. But something happened when I got in the air and everything straightened and I landed on my feet. And those kids saw him that night. And the next night he came back and he was running and jumping. And let me tell you, the need was powerful. But the voice that said, God. Genesis 21, 14, 17. I'm almost done. I'll leave you alone. Genesis 21, 14 to 17. You've got a story here of 
Hagar and her teenage son Ishmael. And they're, they're out in the wilderness. Abraham rose up early in the morning and, and took bread, a bottle of water, gave it unto Hagar and put it on her shoulder. And the child sent her away and she departed. She wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba, verse 15. And the Bible said the water was cast or spent in the bottle. So she drank the bottle. And she cast the child, Ishmael, 16 years old. And they cast him under one of the shrubs. And she went and sat her down over against him a good way off as it were a bow shot. And she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him, lift up her voice, and wept. She's not praying. She's complaining. And God heard the voice of the lad. And the angel of God called unto Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, What aileth thee, Hagar? Fear not, for God hath heard the voice of the lad where he is. There were two voices, same need. One voice was pouting. One voice was praying. Apparently Ishmael was not backslid enough yet to understand that when I got a need, I need to go to the God of my father Abraham because he's the God that answers prayer. Hagar said, I'm just going to complain about my problem and watch it all fall apart. We've got too many Holy Ghost filled people pouting about the need. Well, come on, God. Don't you see what I'm going through? I prayed 12 years. I prayed 14 years. But there's an Ishmael in the building saying, God. God, I'm helpless. I can't get out of it. But I know that you can get me out. Remember when old Lazarus was sick? And Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. And Jesus didn't come. And Lazarus died. Jesus didn't come to the funeral. Four days went by, and here comes Jesus, and here comes Martha the powder. Had you been here, stand up, Jesus. Had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. That's what she said. Martha's the worker, Mary's the worshiper. Martha's bringing the real need. We brought, we had a need. He was sick. Had you been here, you knew the need. He wouldn't have died. Jesus said, go get me Mary. Because when Mary came back, the Bible says, here comes Mary. And Jesus was in the same place Martha left him. He's coming to answer the need, but her channel of approach stopped him. Her pouting attitude. And he said, I'm not taking one more step till you get me a worshiper. Drop the mic right there. I've got power to do it, but I've got powder. I've got power, and I see powders. You show me someone that becomes a praiser, I'll show you what I can do in your tomb. You can fold your arms and get mad. You can expect your miracle the way into the year, too. But somebody needs to get out of pouting and into praising God that he's still able to do exceeding and abundantly. So, so here comes old Mary, and some of you are like, yeah, but she said the same thing. You're right. She said the exact same words Martha did. Lord, had you been here, my brother wouldn't have died. But there's one little difference the Bible said. The Bible said Mary came to his feet. 
See, if I come to your face, I'm saying we're equal. Same need, different approach. Martha's approach, we have a need, you know about it. You knew about it. Mary's approach, we have a need, but you're still greater than I am. You're still bigger than I am. You can still handle everything. I'm on my knees because I think you're still God. And because I think you're still God, I expect Lazarus to get out of the tomb when we leave this place of prayer. Because you are a God that is attracted to my need. Stand to your feet right now. What need in your life has been silent? You know what your need is saying to you? I wish you'd get me out of your spirit. I wish you'd get me out of your head. I wish you'd get me to Jesus. I wish you'd get tormented inside of you. Why don't you just yell about me to the Lord? Why don't you see what he does if you get thankful and start talking to him and that relationship of prayer you've been building? Why don't you bring me up to him tomorrow morning? It won't hurt you. Why don't you just get real broken when no one's around in the altar tonight when no one's listening to you? And Why don't you bring me up to him? I really would love for him to touch me. I'd really love for him to take me out of this situation. He's, he can fix me. That's what your need is saying. What are you saying? Why are you preaching this? Because fear left Sunday and faith is stirring. And I'm going to fill this house with faith in Jesus' name until you can have the faith personally to open up your mouth and believe that God still is going to provide the money for the building. That's a long war. Preacher, don't go there. I dare you to hold me back from going there. God is going to provide the money. You have not suffered these years in vain. There's something coming greater than this school facility, and you know I'm in the Holy Ghost. The devil has been haunting you with fear. He's telling you don't give your money to this church. You're going to lose it. I curse that lie in Jesus' name. I pray blessings upon you that will double and triple what you give to the kingdom of God. I feel in the Holy Ghost to tell you it's time to believe God. 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 What need is in your body, in your home, in your mind, in your kids? Lord, release a praying spirit in this church that hell fears. Release a praying spirit on people. Listen to me in the Holy Ghost from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. The Lord will visit your houses, several of you. Angels will be visiting your house between 4 and 6 a.m. They'll come to wake you up, to open up your mouth and begin to pray before the sun rises. And angels will descend upon those prayers. And like the book of Daniel, they will take your words up to the Lord. And the demonic powers that were in the way before, which have been removed now. It's time for this church to hear me and lift up your voice and begin to ask God for things you've been afraid to ask. Because the word said, ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Who's got a need? If you're willing to give the need a voice, come down here. 
if you're willing to not care what people think about you, how loud you pray, how desperate you get, how many tears hit this floor. If you don't care what people say, just come. Don't pray yet. Just get up here. He told me, he told me tonight, I will begin to work miracles among them. I will begin to work miracles among them. These are miracles that are going to go just beyond the altar call. Miracles in homes, relationships, marriages, children, healings, finances, mental miracles. The miracle workers in this building, he told me if they'll bring their needs to me. So before we ask him, let's just pray a moment. Don't bring the need up, just pray. And then we're going to go from prayer into thanksgiving. And after we thank him a little bit, then we're going to bring up the need and stuff's going to happen. But right now, just love on Jesus. Just love on Jesus. Just love on Jesus. Just worship the Lord. Just talk to him just a moment. We're not praying about the need yet. But the Bible says with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So we're going to do it the Bible way right now. We're going to pray. I love you, Lord. I serve you, Lord. Whether you come through or don't, God, I'm going to give my life to you. Whether you answer tonight or tomorrow or never, I am yours. You have my future. You have my health. You have my mind. You have my eyes. You have my heart. You have my mouth. You have my ears. You've got my job. You've got my kids. You've got my marriage. I give you my ministry. I give you my family. I give you my health. I give you everything. It's all yours. That's what you're doing right now. You're praying. And I love you. I really love you, Lord. I really love you. Sometimes my actions don't show it. Oh, forgive me for my actions, Lord, because I really love you. Forgive me for my flesh. Forgive me for my carnality. Forgive me for my iniquity. Forgive me for my weaknesses. Forgive me for my struggles. That's just praying right there. Pray, somebody, pray. you go tap into prayer we'll go into thanksgiving in a moment and then we'll get into the stuff we'll get into the needs in a moment but right now we're just talking to jesus oh i love you oh i couldn't make it without you thank you for your mercy i couldn't go one more day without your grace i couldn't survive today if you hadn't been there oh i love you lord Some of you are transferring right now to Thanksgiving. You're trying to pray, but you're thanking him. Go ahead and go into that right now. I thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. I thank you for your grace. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for baptizing me in your name. Thank you for blood you shed for my sin. Thank you for every stripe you took for my diseases. Thank you for loving my family. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for the money you blessed me with. Thank you for the health in my body. Thank you for peace in my mind. Thank 
you that I'm in the house of God and not a crazy house tonight. Thank you that I'm in the altar and not the graveyard. Thank you that I have a good pastor not being alone by myself, isolated somewhere. Thank you that people pray for me. Thank you that people love me. Thank you that people look out for me. Thank you for my spouse. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for my job. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you for rescuing me. I bet you can find something else to thank him for right now. I said, I bet you can find something else. I bet you can go specifically into something right now. Thank you for 13 years ago. Thank you for 22 years ago when you brought me out of the miry clay. Thank you for protecting me when I could have lost it all. Thank you for being there for me. You're the rock of ages. You're the chief cornerstone. You're the lily of the valley. You're the rose of Sharon. You're Alpha and Omega. You're the bread of life. You're the living water. You're the lamb which was slain. You're the lion of Judah. You're everything I need. You're my Savior. You're my Deliverer. You're omnipotent. You're omnipresent. You're omniscient. You're my Father. I love you. You're my Jesus. What a beautiful spirit of prayer and thanksgiving. We haven't even tapped into the needs yet. We're just loving on him. Oh, when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I can't be a statue. I cannot praise him. He's been too good to me. Here's what's going to happen. In a moment, I'm going to pray the prayer of faith like I did Sunday. When all those devils left us, and the glory of God came upon us. And when I'm done, you're going to shout the name of Jesus. And because in the Bible, when people had needs and shouted Jesus, he answered them. And when you're done shouting Jesus as loud as you can, that's your key to get your need out, your supplication. It's already, it should be on your mind right now what you need God to do. And when you start to shout his name, I want you to start asking him in faith and declaring and thanking him. He's going to take care of it. And the beginning of miracles begins now. Would you raise your hands? And by the authority of the word of God and by the power in the name of Jesus, we release the working of miracles and the gifts of healing and provision in Jesus' name. Would you shout, Jesus? Now open your mouth and speak the need. Speak the need. Pray the need. Supplication is being open. Supplication is being open. Ask God what you need him to do.
There we go. It's getting specific. It just got real. It just got real. It just got real. It just got real. Hakata. He's listening. There's unfettered access to the throne room of heaven. He's listening. He's listening to you. You have his favor. You have his attention. He's not mad at you. He's saying, come on, Esther. Come on, Bartimaeus. What do you need me to do? I dare you to pray a bigger prayer. I dare you to dream a bigger dream. I dare you to go beyond. I dare you to pray everything you can. Watch him answer what his will is. Watch him. You pray enough things, something's going to shake. Something's going to move. Don't tell him how to do it. Just ask him to do it. Don't control him. You can't control him anyway. Don't try to control him. Don't give him a deadline. Don't tell him when and where and how. Just bring him the need. Just bring him the need and tell him that he's able to do exceeding and abundantly above all you ask or think. Windows of heaven are opening. The windows of heaven are opening. Fear is being replaced by faith. Fear is being replaced by prayer. Fear is being replaced by supplication. Fear is being replaced by thanksgiving. Fear is being replaced by perfect love. Fear is being replaced by a longing and a desire that God was going to fill this house, fill the place where fear used to dwell. Akote shatai, iloho koto sata. Somebody can't have a baby is going to have a baby. Speak life into you in the name of Jesus. Somebody lonely, not to be, not to be lonely anymore. God's going to send your answer. God's going to send someone to help you and strengthen you and deliver you and bring you out of your captivity and out of your bondage. God knows every need. And no matter how great the need is or how small the need is, it could be cancer or it could be a headache. It could be something dire or something small, but he cares about the need. He raised Bartimaeus, but he also lived, delivered the donkey that was tied up with the colt. He doesn't care how great it is. It might be your child. It might be your pet that's in need, but you've got to give the need a voice. You're forgetting we don't care about animals. That's crazy. He's the creator of animals. He's the creator of mankind. He's, he made the trees. He made the water. He made the plants. He has everything in mind. The word said he opens up his hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Oh, he's good. Oh, he's great. He's wonderful. He's Shatalamahaya. Wonderful. Mighty God. Everlasting Father. You're the Prince of Peace and you're my counselor. You're my counselor. Oh, you're no ever need that I have. Hallelujah. 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 
Hallelujah. It's your service now. It's your altar call now. Let people be healed. Cancer cells dry up in the name of Jesus. Let people be healed in their bodies, healed in their home. In Jesus' name, behold, mama, behold, in the name of Jesus Christ, behold, in the name of the Lord, behold, in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name, behold, behold, in Jesus' name. Let there be a miracle right here. Let there be a miracle in the name of the Lord. You know the need, God. We give it to you right now. We give it to you right now. Angels. Angels go to that room. We know the need. We know the need. We give you the need, Lord. I refuse to hold this any longer. I refuse to fret about this any longer. People are getting the Holy Ghost down here. We know the need, Lord. But we want you to know that we know you know the need. We want to give you the need, Lord. We can't fix it on our own, God. We can't change it on our own. Boy, Sister Kyle is in deep intercession and prayer. Lord, give her the strength right now to pray this thing that she's pray. You know the need, Lord. We give you the need, Lord. I refuse to hold my need hostage. I refuse to try to think my way out, contemplate my way out, figure my way out, acknowledge my way out, connect my way out. No, I need you, God. I need you. Make sure it's in his hands. Make sure he's heard you. Don't leave until you know 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 he's heard me. He hears me. I can feel him. He's on me. I can feel him like a fire. Shut up in my bones. Hear me, Lord. Oh, yes, God. Right here. This need goes from inside of you to the heavenlies now. Jesus, hear this right there. Thank you, Lord. Miracle right here. Miracle right here now. In Jesus' name. There will be a miracle. There will be a miracle. There will be a miracle. In Jesus' name. I come, I feel the gift of faith starting to get on me. I feel the faith starting to get on me. I feel the gift of faith starting to get in this altar right now. Some of you to prophesy your way out. Prophesy your way out. Speak to your mountain. Come on. Tell that devil where to go right now. We are coming out of this. My family will be saved. My wife will be delivered. My kids will pray through. Come on, tell that devil where to go. I'm not giving up. I'm giving the need to God. Let there be a signal. Let there be a sign. Let there be intervention. Let there be an answer. Something breaking, something breaking, spiritual veil stirring in here. Let the intercessors loose right now. 
I thought I'd let the prayer warriors loose right now. Let the mothers of Zion take it on right now. Let the men of war take it on right now. That's our territory. That's our land. That's our finances. That's our church building. Take it on right now. That's the need, Lord. Oh, the building is coming. Thank you, Jesus. The building is coming. You got the Holy Ghost, release it right now. Pray in the Spirit right now. Pray in the Spirit right now. Confuse the enemy right now. Pray with everything in you. Let it erupt from your spirit. The Lord is listening to you right now. He knows what you're going through. There's a young person going through hell in here right now. But God's going to get you out of it. I said God's going to get you out of it. God's going to make a way where there is no way. God's going to bring an answer where there's confusion. Where there's fear, where there's worry, where there's doubt. It's okay. You're in the right service right now. The Lord is going to take care of the need. I can hear screaming needs. I can hear needs getting through the atmosphere. I can hear needs getting out of humans into the heavenlies. I can hear needs going through the spirit world, getting their way up to the throne room, being poured out before the Lord by the angels. In Revelation it says that, that they take the prayers of the saints and they dump them out as a sweet-smelling savor unto God. That's what's going on right now. When you pray, angels grab the prayer, they take it up into the heavenlies, and they dump it out before God. And if it pleases Him, He releases the answer. And I'm telling you, you're pleasing God right now. Your approach is the key. The approach is the key. The approach is the key. How you approach. He's a king. He's a king. You've got to approach him like a king. He is Shatara Mahasa. He is a king. He is the king of kings. Approach him with what he's worthy of. Come on. The word said, go before his throne boldly. Go before his throne boldly. Go before the throne of grace boldly. That means to be transparent, to be open before him. Go before him being real. That means be real. Don't come up faking it. Don't try to fake him out. Be real. Be specific. He wants to know how bad it hurts. He wants to know how real it is. He wants to know only he can fix it. He wants to know only he can change it. He wants to know you're 100% dependent upon him to come through. He wants to know that only he's God in your life. The cell phone's not God. Social media's not my God. I'm done spending more time with social media. Someone ought to pray that than they are with the Lord. Oh, who's your God? Who's your God? Who's your king? 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 
Who's your king? Who's your king? Who's your king? Who's the king? Do you love him? Do you love him more than anything? Do you love him more than anybody? <laughs> Do you love him more than anything in your home? Any device you have? Do you love him more than anyone you're connected to? Do you love him more than any family member? Do you love him more than you love money? Do you love him more than you love your job? Do you love him more than you love everything going for you? Do you love him more than any opportunity you're going to get? Do you love him more than you love the open door? I love you, Lord. I really love you, Lord. Go back to prayer right now, somebody. Go back to Thanksgiving right now, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost all up in here. Go back to Thanksgiving right now. Oh, you're just drowning the need and you're just soaking the need and thanksgiving and prayer. Oh, what a beautiful present to give God right now. Oh, drop tears on that package of prayer. Oh, thank you, Lord. Only you can fix this one. Only you can fix that one. Somebody's broken before. That's it, man. Go. You're in the Holy of Holies, buddy. You're in the Holy of Holies, brother. You're in the Holy of Holies. Somebody just get a home with them right now. There's a deep move now. There's a Holy of Holies moment going on up here right now. You can get alone with God right now. There's something. You can tell them anything right now. You can trust him. You can tell them anything right now. Uh, there's a deep reverence for the Lord in this place. There's a deep reverence for God's glory, for God's presence, for his name, for his word, for who he is. I worship you, Lord God. I worship you, Lord God. That's it. Keep, we're almost done. But you've, some of you have never been this close to him. Some of you are getting closer than you've been in a long time right now. You see, he's been just waiting. He's just been waiting. This is called being in the throne room. You're in the presence of a king who wants to help you. A king that's also your father. He's not going to judge you for being open with him. He's not going to condemn you for being repentant and broken and thankful. Backsliders are coming back.
Backsliders are coming back.
Praise God. First John chapter 5 and verse 14 says, and this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, now here's the confidence that he hears us, but he can't hear us if we don't bring it to him in supplication. And when we do what God spoke to us through this man tonight, while you pray your supplication, your confidence in him is increased. Verse 15 says, and if we know that he hears us, Whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him, and it all comes through supplication. Confidence is built, and then the assurance of knowing that tonight you're going to receive Whatever you brought before him. I wonder if we could throw our hands in the air or clap, whatever you want to do. But let's just give a praise and a thank you to the Lord. Jesus, we worship you tonight. We thank you for your goodness, your love, your power. We thank you for hearing us. Our confidence is increased. We have made our supplications. We know, God, we are going to receive what we have asked because you have heard. We worship you, we praise you, we thank you, we glorify you. We receive it right now. We receive it. I wonder if you could say that to him. I receive it, Lord. I receive it. <laughs> I receive it. I receive it. I receive my healing. I receive my miracle. I receive my children coming back. I receive my marriage being healed. I receive my finances being healed. I receive it, Lord. Praise God. Praise the mighty name of the Lord. Bless your name, sweet Jesus. Bless your name, sweet Jesus. It is awesome that the Lord loves you and I enough to bring the word to us and say, would you please just open your mouth and make your supplications before me. I will hear you. I will answer according in my divine will. My Lord, what a word. Evangelist Heron, thank you tonight. For the word. Thank you for the word. 
Amen. We'll look forward to having this wonderful brother back with us. I can't wait. We're working on Elizabeth and I trying to build a little something out there on our land that we can evangelists can stay in when they come. We can't afford $3,000 to put them up in a hotel room, so we got to have them on a Sunday and they go. But wouldn't it be awesome? You bring him and his family, put them somewhere, and they were with us for a month. And we could hear that word for a month. What would that help? How would that help this church? That's the work of an evangelist. They come into a congregation and they impart into a, a congregation faith and strength and, and God uses mightily. I'm looking forward to that. God bless you. I love you. Thank you for being faithful on a Wednesday night. Greet one another. Be kind to one another. Speak well of one another. Oh, no man, nothing. Thought I'd help a few of these out. Give me some guys up here to tear down.